Hello, folks! You are listening to The Dungeon Boys, a group of seven nerdy friends improvising a story together, Dungeons and Dragons style. This is our first campaign, Stardust Echoes. It's a homebrewed adventure where science fiction and high fantasy come together in the Adile space system. This podcast is intended for mature audiences only. Specific content warnings can always be found in the episode description. We do have a special treat for you all listening to this episode. We've decided to start releasing Echoes from the Adile, a short bonus special that will take place after the episode. Echoes of the Adile is our team sharing the post-game high with everyone listening along with us. We will go over what the players and the DM are feeling about the episode you just listened to, questions the players might have for the DM, and share the exciting what-ifs and maybes that they are feeling based on what just happened. Half the fun of D&D is sharing this adventure with your friends, and now we want to share that part with you. You can expect the release of our first Echoes of the Adile this coming Tuesday. If you're enjoying our show, we would really appreciate if you rated or even left a review. Small actions like that help us in big ways. And now, with all that out of the way, I would love to introduce you to the boys. I have a prompt written for you from one of our amazing Patreon supporters today. What would your character be up to if they had decided not to be an adventurer on this sci-fi space quest? Hi guys, um, this is Ellie. I play Pants on Stardust Echoes. If Pants didn't dis- decided not to take an adventure opportunity such as he is right now, um, he'd probably still be working as a tinkerer with his dwarfish family and his mother Althea um, and just living it up with the machines and the projects. Living it up with the machines. Living it up in the, the city. Isn't that the plot of Terminator 2? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> hey everyone, I'm Dylan. I play Temple, the Warforged Monk. Uh, if Temple wasn't an adventurer, he would probably be teaching at his monastery on V7. There's always new young monks who need guidance, and Temple would be there for them. Hey, I'm Anthony. What's up, Internet? I play Grayson on the uh, podcast, The Dungeon Boys, in our first campaign, Stardust Echoes. And uh, if uh, Grayson was an adventurer, well, uh, there are many, many different futures for Grayson Cato before he embarked on the one he's currently on. One of them being he would have become a very powerful magician for his family. Uh, so, yeah, leave that, leave that for y'all to think about, ponder about. No, no. We've talked about this now. Yeah, what is he fucking <laughs> pulling <laughs> rabbits out of his he hat? He'd be pulling some cartridge? cards out of people's asses real quick. <laughs> See, pulling hankies glitter, out of his glitter, sleeve. Glitter, just hands. <laughs> no, like he would have. He would have been like, like, not not like a close-up magic magician, but like a <laughs> genuine sorcerer, magical, incredibly powerful spell weaver, uh, which was the future his mother saw for him and wanted for him, and he did not that future what is going on everyone my name is grant and i play castal tarash your golden dragon board barbarian i would say that if tarash was not an adventurer like how he is now i would say that he would be back home on uh, no tuve probably assisting with his dad in the military you know trying to be a warrior like his father is 
um, or he would be trying to help out other people, possibly be a cleric or something along those lines. Wink, wink. Um, and yeah, thanks for listening. Winky McWinkertons. Uh, hi, friends. It's me, Lindsay. Um, playing Six, the Tabaxi Rogue, on Stardust Echoes. And if she wasn't an adventurer, she would continue with her murderous ways of being a bounty hunter. Scary. Hi, y'all. I am Arland, playing Valen, the winged tiefling warlock. Um, And if there was something that other than going around space, finding shit, finding old shit for people, um, I wasn't doing that, I think uh, Valen would actually be on his home planet um, as like just a lonely old farmer, just living his life on his own little piece of land. No, not a care in the world. Just tending to his his crops, hanging out with his family, because in this world he has a family. <laughs> and my name is Justine. I am the dungeon master and writer of Stardust Echoes, and I'm going to give y'all a fun fact about the Adial system, the hardest planet to terraform in this system had to be the planet of Gozi I.O. The reason being is because Gozi I.O. is a planet that completely is covered in water and ice. And all the inhabitants of this amazing planet actually live below the waves. Cool. And now, the Dungeon Boys proudly present episode 14 of Stardust Echoes. Last episode, the crew of the Ripple had a short sigh of relief, knowing they were able to secure the mysterious tracker from the dragon's lair. But while in their ship, the Ripple, they realized that their half-elf friend Terrawin had gone missing. With directions from their ship AI unit, Jigalda, the team went forth to find their missing friend. Upon diving deep underground beneath the roots of a tree, the crew found a spiderweb-infested ancient place of worship, yet another sign of how this planet was so abandoned. They quickly started to explore and found the final Odin crystal they needed to get off the planet, and eventually found Terrawin stuck in a web. Ephraim, the man frozen in time, sent Terrawin back to the ship using a transportation spell. After quickly sending her, the team heard a soft screech of a silky web to find themselves having landed in the eyelash bat's lair. As Temple rolled three sixes in a row, he activated the DM's house rule in which something bad would happen if the team were ever to roll three sixes in a row. A strange demon landed in front of the group, holding his hand to Temple 
in a silent exchange. Temple refused, and the demon sent a curse at them, spiraling the team into multiple levels of exhaustion, and finally spoke, stating that Lilith sends her regards. The same demons stole their new friend Ephraim from the group with a magic they couldn't even begin to comprehend. Now, standing back to back, alone in this ancient place, the party faces these strange creatures as they start to hiss and surround them. As this, as you are stuck in this new predicament, gang, I need you all to roll initiative. Roll initiative. Woo. Fuck, right off the bat, I'm taking a fucking rip. Oh, man. Natural one, buddy. Uh, Balan rolled a six. Pants rolled a 10. Temple rolled a 14. Grayson rolled a 22. Six rolled an 11. I'll be doing initiative order how I normally do to keep y'all on your toes and paying attention. I will say Blank is up with Blank on deck. If I forget to do it, feel free to call me out. Okay, here we go. So you all stand in this darkened cave. You're looking around and you see shh coming down from these weird web type things. These creatures that almost have the body of a bat with these arched wings, but their legs almost start in the front of their forehead and crawl their way back, to giving you the mix of an, a bat almost having eyelashes, but also kind of a spider feel. It's a very odd creature. You can tell that the disastrous effects of the Harper Guild using the cannon and this planet as an energy source has warped all of the creatures that live here. So you all are standing together. They're clicking, hissing, pinching, starting to crawl towards you. And Grayson, you're up with Temple on deck. So Grayson is going to unsling his rifle um, and take aim at the one that's about uh, like 20 feet ahead of him. Okay. And he will shoot at it. Uh, that's a 25 to hit. That hits. Awesome. As he takes aim, Ozeron on his shoulder kind of focuses in on this eyelash bat ahead of him too and kind of does like a little, a little baby Drake snarl and electricity starts arcing across its little body. Arc electricity starts arcing across the front of Grayson's rifle as well. Ooh. And while he shoots, uh, Ozeron's going to use his reaction to use his infused strike. And I will read that. Uh, when another creature within 30 feet of the drake that it can see hits with a weapon attack, the drake can use its reaction to add a 1d6 lightning damage to the attack's damage roll. Oh yeah. That's so cool! Yeah! Cool. Dragon powers! Yeah! Let me roll damage here. Dragon Ranger Blue! <laughs> that is 11 piercing damage plus uh, an extra 2 lightning damage. Okay, so 13 damage total? Yeah. Yeah, so you. That was such a cool visual. It just. This, this eyelash bat starts to shake, and the electricity you see it kind of go through its spindly body, and it. Like some, some web just shoots out of its butt because it's losing control of its bodily functions. <laughs> this shit itself. Yeah, I just pooped your pants. <laughs> <laughs> you just go home. You pooped your pants. Your day's over. <laughs> Temple, you are up with six on deck. Okay. Uh. Temple is uh, looking at his hands, and he can feel the um, 
he can feel like his wires and kind of circuiting and shocking a little bit like his hands are shaking from the exhaustion he's uh it's hard for him to focus but he clenches his fists and moves near the uh spider closest to six um and he's going to do a straight punch uh unarmed strike and follow with a um sort of a spinning kick for his bonus action sick cool Okay, Temple rolled a 15 on the unarmed strike. Unfortunately, that does not hit. Ah, and then he follows up with the bonus and a six. So yeah, he's he's affected by this this demon's gift, um, shaking and kind of uh, having a hard time. <laughs> so you all look around and see Temple miss, and I think it kind of shocks you all. And this just became very real. These creatures are moving in, making very strange guttural noises. And the cave starts to sort of echo with their calls. And the hair on the back of your neck starts to prickle. Six, you are up with the eyelash bat on deck. Perfect. So Six is uh, gonna grab out her short bow and grab an arrow and gonna aim straight for the eyelash bat that is directly in front of Temple and I and aim straight for the right between the eyes. So six rolls a 22. Holy guacamole, it hits. Nice. Wow. Okay, and then I do an extra d6 of damage. My sneak attack. Holy shit, 17 damage. But wait, there's more. Jesus. But wait. Murder cat activated. Yep. Okay, so we do that. However... Okay, so now I'm going to do another situation. I'm going to do Whales from the Grave, which I can do directly after a sneak attack, which is a part of my new subclass. So um, Whales from the Grave is a part of my subclass Phantom, which immediately after you deal your sneak attack damage to a creature on your turn, you can target a second creature... Uh, that is that you can see within 30 feet of the first creature and it takes 1d6 necrotic damage from them Damn. Hell yeah This eyelash bat that is closest on the map to Torash I'm gonna do whales from the grave And do another d6 so I'll just roll another d6 right can you flavorly tell me what this looks like Because this is the first time six is tapping into this. I want to like yeah, Is she's it, never done this yeah. before. If you don't mind, I just yes. am very curious what it looks like. I'm so jazzed about all our subclasses we've done. Yeah, I've never actually used any subclass crap before, so I think Six will just kind of... Her eyes will roll back into her head, and some weird... I think maybe her face goes a little pale, and she starts saying some weird shit and then some icky um, steamy 
poison-looking powder comes about, and she rolled a d6 and got six. Damn. Cool. Nice. Once again, Justine, if you're listening, you need to fucking make your monsters harder. (laughs) (laughs) So this eyelash bat is up with pants on deck. Pants! So, Torash, you see this small blue dragon on Grayson's shoulder um, start to assist in this battle. And you kind of feel electricity crackle through the air as Six also starts attacking at the same time. Um, And you're so focused in on what's going on and you're still exhausted that you don't notice the eyelash bat that skitters up behind you and is going to viciously try to bite your leg. Does a 15 hit, Torash? Yes, it does. Okay, so you are also poisoned. So as its fangs rip away and it hisses at you, you feel a sharp pain of warmth that seems to spread a few centimeters every time your heart pumps as the poison seeps into you. Jesus. Uh, Seven piercing and 10 poison. No! You need to make a DC 11 constitution saving throw for the poison damage. Threshold an 8. And exhausted times 2. Yeah, he's not doing too well. And then this one is going to look at 6 and be like, oh, well, I sense the threat. And um, it's going to shoot its web at you. So this is a ranged weapon attack where basically the target, if I hit you, is restrained by webbing. As an action, the restrained art target can make a DC 12 strength check, bursting from the web on success. Um, The web can also be attacked and destroyed by a a friendly person. Uh, And yeah, and that's going to be that. So I will go ahead and web range you. Web hit you. Does a 15 hit six? Yeah. Okay, so you are now restrained. So you will need to take a full action to become unrestrained. Pants, you're up with the other eyelash bat's own dick. Okay, so I can move and then take an action, right? Yeah, so in any order, you have an action, bonus action, and movement. Pants is going to move and climb up onto Torash. Be like, hey there, buddy, it's okay. <laughs> we'll get through this together. <laughs> yeah, that, that literally took half my fucking damage in one bite and one attack. Um, And I can't... The spell doesn't do much, but... Um, I can, I'll cast heroism onto him, if you want. Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> you have to be willing. Only <laughs> if you want. That. If consent. <laughs> heroism, a willing creature touches imbued with bravery until the spell ends. The creature is immune to being frightened and gains temporary hit points equal to your cast- spell casting ability modifier at the start of each of its turns. Nice. Right. Um, so Pants climbs up onto Torash, rubs his little hands together, and slaps him right on the shoulders. And Grant gets this overwhelming, not very overwhelming because it's not very overwhelming, sense of like, okay, maybe I can do this. I'm not, I don't feel so good, but it's, it's a little better. And then um, Fidget goes next, right? Because he can go right after Pants. Mm-hmm. Dude, Fidget's AC is so high. Sorry, I was just looking at your character sheet. Damn. I know. Made of armor. Yeah. He goes, okay, Fidget, <laughs> let's defend. And he creates, it's not the shield um, spell, but it's like his way of producing his melee attack 
So he'll c create a big, huge shield around Pants because he's attached to him. So he'll like create a big old bubble around himself. And so typically what it looks like is Fidget will be on Pants and he'll create a big, huge force field shield. And then that way he can do like his little, what I'm envisioning for his melee attack is like a ramming thing since he's so little. He can't really. <laughs> so Fidget flies off of Pants, creates a big bubble shield around himself and goes to do a uh, force-empowered rend. Um, does that work? Yeah. Okay. And he aims at that eyelash bat that attacked Torash. Yeah. And he goes and tries to, like, just ram right into the eyelash bat. Awesome. Roll to hit. Nice. Go, go Fidget, Fidget go. go. Fidget, go. Oh, no. Go, Fidget, go. He's rolled a six. Uh, it was a one. Uh, um, yeah, I think Fidget swoops in, but this this creature's actually its fangs are still in Torash's leg, and it doesn't. Tw Fidget doesn't want to hit Torash, so it just barely misses, and then kind of flies back around to you. Eyelash bats are up with Torash on deck, so um, this one that kind of barely dodged Temple is going to look at Temple and try to uh, bite him. Does a nine hit? Uh, nine does not hit. Okay, so it goes, you agilely move out of the way and just... Then this one sees that and is like, that's my homie. So it tries to shoot a web at you, Temple. Does a 23 hit? Uh, no. Oh, yes, it does. Sorry. Holy uh, shit. 15, god, not amazing. 25. I was like, holy god. Yeah, it hits. So same thing, the target, uh... You're now restrained, Temple. Okay. You can use a full action to make a strength saving check to try to burst from this. Okay. But besides that, you're restrained. The last eyelash bat kind of senses out and go, it's going to run towards Valen and try to bite Valen. Does a 23 hit. Yeesh. Oh, man. Yes, it hits. <laughs> <laughs> I need you to make a constitution saving throw. That's four. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. Okay. Failed. So you were poisoned. Sick. And so you have four piercing and four plus four poison damage. Y'all were getting fucked. TPK <laughs> inbound. <laughs> Torash, you're up with Grayson on deck. Um, when is Valen going? Did I not write you in here? Oh. No, you're fine. Sorry about that. Okay, so Valen, you're up with Torash on deck. I, my apologies. You just, you just want to beat me down and not give me a turn. It's cool. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's play some D&D, guys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and use my remaining uh, level one spell slot for my bonus action, which I'm going to be casting Hex on the eyelash bat that just fucking bit me. It's rude. Sorry. Right? Um, uh, that is basically um, uh, puts a curse on that creature. So when I, if, I, if I deal damage, I deal an extra 1d6. Then, uh, for my action, I'm gonna cast Firebolt at this fucker that bit me. Um, and I'm gonna roll for wait, uh, yeah. So I'm gonna uh, so basically when this happens, um, you're gonna see Valen's just his left hand just ignite with red fire. Uh, twenty three. To hit. To hit. Holy God! Yeah, it hits. Noise. Okay. Cool. So. I get to do 1d10 of damage. I also get to do the 1d6 of damage. That's um, uh, 7 damage. 
That one is not looking good. Guys, I'm I'm such a nerd. I love combat because I get to use my calculator. Ah, <laughs> uh, calculator. I'm hey. like, oh, I get to push buttons. Tick, 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 tick. Ding. Tick, 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 you don't tick, do tick. mental math? Ding. Absolutely not. <laughs> okay, so Torash, you second level exhaustion fucking dragonborn <laughs> with no rages left. You are up, sir. All right. Time to have some fun now. Well, I really can't do much besides just fucking try and stab this eyelash bat that's still attached to my calf. Um, I, so I'm just going to roll to attack with my light sword. Um, I'll have to do it at disadvantage because I'm poisoned. Of course, fucking first rolls a 19. Aww. Uh, does a 13 hit? Please! A 13 does not hit. Fuck! God damn. <laughs> Alright. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> just listen to how badly you fucked Torash. <laughs> hey man, you guys could have ran. Um, I could have stayed. Hey, that's not nothing to do with her. I easily could have just been like, yeah, fuck you guys. I'm gonna stay in the ship and sleep. So. Can imagine if he was like trying to fall asleep and then just poof, Tarawin pops up. Yeah. It's like I've been fucking hilarious. And then they get it all. And then they fuck. Boom! As we're all dying in the cave. <laughs> yeah. Sightseeing. <laughs> That's Patreon content. You gotta pay for that. <laughs> you come back bloodied, carrying like Grayson and just all just fucking dragging ass. I'm like, Torash, where were you? And he's like in he's the towel, smoking a cigarette. Hey guys, smoking one of Six's cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are right. Hot announcement: <laughs> The Dungeon Boys now has an OnlyFans. <laughs> Get your Torash feet pics today. I'll draw some Torash feet pics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, so I have, I have no, I have no, uh, I'm not going to move because I got nowhere to go and I have no bonus action. So that's going to be it for me, unfortunately. Grayson, you are up with Temple on deck. I'm going to run 30 feet to the right here so I can get behind this eyelash bat. And then I'm going to uh, drop to one knee and shoot at the same eyelash bat I had hit before just from behind now. And as I do, uh, Azeron again crackles with electricity, and my rifle crackles with electricity as I shoot. Shoot him! 13 to hit? Does not hit. Bro. Fuck. Jesus. I rolled real shitty because I have a plus 7 to hit. Bro. Oh my god. Okay. Guys, I thought there were only three eyelash bats. There's five. <laughs> we're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. All right, cool beans. Temple up with six on deck. Temple, you are currently shuffling against sticky, spindly webs that encase your metallic body. So you need to roll a strength saving throw for me. He's like, I'm just going to take a nap. (laughs) You know what? This is a great opportunity to fucking not. Meditate. Have a four-hour meditation. What is it when they when you swaddle a baby? Just, I, am, I am cozy and safe. Flashback to me being a child and being swaddled. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think he was ever a small robot that grew up into a big robot. <laughs> just a wee baby <laughs> robot boy. You don't know this. True. I don't want to give away backstory now. All right. Uh, Temple's going to try to, like, catch a web thing on one of the articulations of his arm and try to, like, tear Rip through the uh, the webs. Rip it good. Rolled a 21. Yeah, fuck yeah, you beat it. So Temple just catches 
you all hear, and he's free. That does take your action, though. Yep, and then he's going to, uh, I think he's still kind of like, I think Six's last shot and like the necrotic damage and stuff just sailed past him, so I think he's kind of, he's, he's weighing his options because he could spend a key point and, and follow that up with even more on the thing, but I think he's going to just uh, do his best uh, straight kick uh, for his bonus action, still kind of recovering from the exhaustion as well. <laughs> yeah, it's going to... Oh, I guess uh, 15 to hit. Does not hit. Jesus. Does not hit. So yeah, he, he tries a straight kick, but I think loses his balance and just sort of stomps down on his foot, um, still shaking from his uh, short-circuiting. Six, the murder babe cat with the eyelash bat on deck. I am currently ensnared in the web as well, yes? Yep. Mm-hmm. Your fur feels uncomfortable. Oh, fabulous. Okay, so I need to do a strength saving throw? Yes, ma'am. Son of a bitch, it's an eight. Your braids are so tangled up in this that every time you slightly move, it pulls on your head. So here's my thought process. You can't take really a bonus action because you can't move, but I did say Inferno Jones could if you chose to take your bonus action and do something. So if you want to have her bite one of these guys, or if you want to have her try to bite your webbing, you may, you may do that. Yeah, let's do that. Here, girl. Here, girl. Help mom out of for this web. <laughs> Burning pile of fluff. <laughs> Burn it up. For her. A strength check. She rolled a 14. The minute you call her, she just heard a nails come in, and you guys hear sizzling a fire as she drags down, and six, you are free now. What a good girl. Good girl. All right, and that's all I can do, yeah. Okay, so this eyelash bat sees this puppy, you know, drag down fire, and it looks at it and starts <gasps> hissing and clicking. And I think it has a new target in its sights. Oh, how fucking dare them. Yeah, so this, this eyelash bat looks, runs with very shockingly creepy amounts of speed towards you six and the puppy and then it's going to actually try to nip at the puppy but you're right in front of Inferno Jones and so it just actually tries to bite you. Does a 10 hit six? No. So it tries to nip and you casually just step out of the way and it misses you. Uh, We have now this one which has Torash and pants right next to it and it sees Torash like heavily breathing. It just tried Torash is trying to hit it, and it's going to just swing right back around and try to bite Torash. Torash, natural one. Ha ha ha, get fucked, nerd. Okay, now those guys have gone. Pants, you are up with the other eyelash bats on deck. So Pants will... I'll pull out my dagger and my light hammer, one in each hand, and I will aim at the eyelash bat that's in front of us, behind us or wherever where it is. So I'll throw the dagger at it. Roll to hit. Does the 17? It does. Damage, six. Nice. And then I will take a, a bonus action because I can do the two weapon fighting. With your hammer? Yes. Hit him. Hit him with the hammer. And I'm going to hit him with the hammer. The hammer. Bash his head in. Bash his head in. Chuck it. Flick it right at him. Boom. 14 hit? Four, a 14 does not hit. 
damn. So can I do another force and power melee with the steel defender? So you just use your bonus action to do your hammer attack. You have to tell. He's not just a separate thing. Mm-mm. He's like he's like Alzeron, where like if you want him to do anything but take the dodge action on his turn, you have to tell you have to use your bonus action to tell him to do that. Oh, well, I wish I would just say that right there. <laughs> okay, well then. This eyelash bat over in the corner by Temple and Six, it's kind of stepping on all this foliage, and it looks down and sees that you got out of its web, and I think it's almost like you see like an eyelash bat rage. And it's going to attack Temple. No. Temple! Don't try to bite ya! Don't. Eleven. Nope. Nerd. <laughs> oh! Nerd. He gets fucked then. Fucking nerd. <laughs> and then this one's gonna try to bite Balin. The one that Balin hexed. There's a 21 hit. <laughs> Balan's getting fucked today. Right in the booty. Yes, yes, yes. 21, 21 hits. Just okay. Um, that's me 10 piercing plus 16 poison damage. Oh. 26 damage. Fuck. Yeah. 16? Fuck, dude. All right, Valen. Oh, shit. Valen's down. First roll a constitution saving throw. Because it'll be halved if you beat it. 15. You beat it. So you actually take 18 damage. Uh, Valen's down. Boom! You see this... This eyelash bat hit Valen again, and right before Valen falls, his eyes change from their normal purple to a very light green. Ooh. They close, and he collapses on his wings. Aw. Uh-oh. Valen! Torash, you're up. Grayson's on deck. Before we move forward to Torash, Valen, roll... A constitution saving throw. You know why. Lore, 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 lore. Secret, 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 secret. Holy shit. Nat one. That's a natural one, baby. No. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, shot. <laughs> Let's go. Let's three. <laughs> so as you all saw Valen's eyes turn green and he fell, it, you have the distinct inclination that Valen just became possessed. Oh, cool. Juicy. Torash, you're up. With Grayson on deck. Okay, well, I, again, can't do much, so I'm just going to try and fucking stab the the eyelash bat that's right right next to me that attacked me before. Okay. Again, at disadvantage. Motherfucker. Uh, I'm guessing an 11 doesn't hit because my 13 didn't hit. It does not. Jeez. I can't do anything else. I don't want to. I don't. I don't have any other. Uh, I don't have any bonus actions or anything. So these are hardy eyelash bats. Yeah, damn. <laughs> Tarawin tried to tell you. She tried to tell you. Grayson, you're up with Temple on deck. Fuck. Um. Yeah. Fuck. 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 Fuckity. Fuck. Fuck. I am going to. Yeah, I'm just gonna try to shoot at the one I've been shooting at. Um. Grayson rolled a 19 to hit. That hits. Fuck. <laughs> Ozeron is gonna empower this with lightning. That's seven piercing and f- fucking one lightning damage. God damn, Azeron. Get your shit together. <laughs> Get your shit together, baby dragon. Your dragon imbues your rifle, lightning and, and laser power shoot out into this this creature. And it the electricity you see almost it almost like its legs get disattached from the electricity and its eyes burst and it falls down and it's dead. Yes! <gasps> yeah, like, that's one. 
That's, that's one. Uh, one down. <laughs> Fuck yeah, little baby dragon. <laughs> you did it, bud. You've been alive for all of, like, maybe an hour? Or are you killing dudes? <laughs> no, it's been longer than that. Okay. Um, he's been alive for, like, four hours. Okay, <laughs> so... <laughs> Temple, you're up with six on deck. Temple uh, sees Valen go down and his hands glow with that uh, sort of dark necrotic energy again as he uh, tries to get his footing, you know, from that shakiness, uh, approaches the the eyelash bat that he's been uh, swinging and missing uh, and goes for a one arm strike. So he's going to, again, start with a straight punch. That's a 20 to hit. Fuck yeah. Roll damage real quick. Jesus. Five damage there, and then he's going to follow up with Flurry of Blows. So that's going to be uh, spend a key point to make two unarmed strikes. Is that your last key point? Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, so that's an 18 to hit on the first. Yeah. Fuck One yeah. damage real quick. Damn. Six damage. Nice. And then the other Get one this fucking thing on the ground, is kid. a 22 to hit. Yeah. Nice. Murder bot. With, the dice is with him. With three more damage. So that's uh, 12, or no, 15 total. Yeah, Temple. You, that necrotic damage glows. Your eyes are normally orange, almost go down a shade. Boom, boom, boom. You hit it. You actually bust through its exoskeleton type body and rip it out its heart. No, I'm just kidding. You don't do that. Unless you you want can't to. do it. <laughs> and then he eats it. <laughs> it just squishes against his face. <laughs> Smash! Like crushing a can on his forehead. It falls to the ground. Its its legs curling in, almost like when a spider does, Let's and its go. its bat like arms just completely deflate. Good job, you killed it. Way to go! Six, you're up with um, eyelash bats on deck. Hey, what's up, eyelash bats? All right. Six wants to. She's close enough to the one that's right next to her to slash and hack it with some fucking dag dags, yeah? Mm hmm. Little baggy daggies. Stabby stab. Knifey grabby, stabby stabby. Love it. Okay, okay. So she takes two daggers and tries to just like fucking cut its head off. Oh, sick. That's awesome. And she says, don't touch my fucking dog, because she's pissed about the dog. Ooh. She's mad. Okay. She's mad. So I'm gonna... She's mad. Here we go now. Ah, shit. <laughs> Does a 10 hit? No, ma'am. No. Not with one of them, but hang on. There's more. Oh, god damn it. It was almost... Uh. <laughs> 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 Gotta stay with it is still. <laughs> um, six rolled an eight. Yeah, no. Neither of those hit. Great. What a puss. Literally. <laughs> six. Get your shit. Get your shit together. Get your shit together, six. You hear six. Grayson shout from the opposite end of the cavern. Get your shit together, six. Ugh. <laughs> 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 uh, this is terrible. This is heartbreaking. Good times. 
I love this combat. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you know that whole thing where you're like, I need to make my monsters harder. Yeah, I, can go, nah, I can go fuck myself real nice. I think you're good. I think we can. I think we're good. <laughs> you struck just, a fine balance. When there's when there's when there's five of them, I think it's okay. <laughs> we have um, the eyelash bats up with pantsy pants on deck. He uh, looks. His little creepy head looks up. He like puffs himself up with these bat weird bat arms and tries to bite at Pants's tail as Pants sits upon Torash. And he has disadvantage. He has disadvantage. She she used uh, her steel defender's reaction. Oh okay. Ten does a ten hit? No. Okay. And then this one doesn't like that six just tried to cut its head off, so it's gonna try no! to bite six. Is a thirteen hit? No. Oh no. The the tables. Have turned. Have turned. Have oh, the turntables. How the turntables have not turned in our favor. Pants, you're up with another eyelash bat on deck. Um. Okay. So Pants is getting a little frustrated because his boy Torash can't seem to land a hit. <laughs> not my fault. Blame <laughs> <laughs> it like it's my fault. This fucking guy. <laughs> I mean, not wrong. It isn't. It's not not your fault, so... So Pants goes... <laughs> what did I ever do to you to hurt you? He's like, Jesus. okay, Torash! <laughs> Get good, <I'm> scrub! <laughs> Get good, noob! He's fucking just some of the Yeah, he's like, shut up! Just good! Come on, Torash! Okay, and then he, uh, he decides to just do firebolt at the eyelash bash in front of him, because he's just so... He's just so angry. It's his little. So sick of me just sucking. Yeah. It's like, come on, Tor, I should eat. Yeah. Slacks him on the back of the head and ramps up a firebolt. Oh my fucking god. 12. 12 doesn't hit. Fucking eyelash bats. Never coming to this goddamn planet again. <laughs> okay, and fucking then. Fucking eyelash bats. This planet bro. fucking sucks. Let, let, let nature take back Terry 19. We don't need to fucking come back over here. <laughs> The smiley gang can have turn 19. Okay, and then I'm going to use my bonus action to do a force-empowered rend with my steel defender with Fidget. Perfection. And so Fidget has still has his little thing set up for ramming, and so he flies up, kind of rolls his mechanical eyes, and shakes his head at Pants for dissing Torash because he obviously just missed the fuck out of that eyelash Ooh. bat. Fidget, Fidget has sass. I like it. Fidget has sass. She's learning. And he goes again to try to ram into that eyelash bat. Build a hit. Fuck. 12. Jesus, fuck. <laughs> um, yeah, you, you miss. You miss. Is getting a little nervous because two of his friends died. And he is going to climb up the wall. Uh oh. And just sit right there above all of you. You fucker. That's all he's gonna do. So Valen has been down. You guys saw this odd possession like moment. And then all of a sudden his wings flare up, give one huge stroke, and he is all of a sudden ten feet above you, eyes green, almost a green glow emanating up his hand. But when he opens his mouth, you don't hear Valen's voice. You hear... Apologies for the demon I sent earlier. It wasn't supposed to harm you, just inquire. It has since been punished. Now let's see what you're dealing with. 
and a black-like aura grabs on. Valen's shirt is kind of like come down a little bit from like getting so hurt. And you notice the scars that go down his neck, which you've all seen, actually turn into runes that are in Infernal down his chest. They are lighting green pulsing. And this black and green pulse just comes out and hits all of the eyelash bats. And they kind of sag. They aren't not dead, but they sag. And then Valen kind of shudders, the purple coming back in his eyes. And he drops back to the ground and is unconscious again. Quick, what's his favorite song? Oh, God. Keep running up the hill. Keep running up the hill. Keep running up the building. Bones start snapping. <laughs> they all just took some damage. You guys don't know how much from Lilith, the handy dandy patron. Pants knew it. Pants knew it all along. Don't know who it is. <laughs> <laughs> you, all you heard was her voice. She didn't actually say her name yet. So you guys probably have a lot of questions for that boy when this all is done. When he wakes up. Well, that's for sure. Yeah, Torash, you're up with Grayson on deck. Come on, Torash. Come on, buddy. You got this. Um, I'm, I'm just going to do the same thing that I just did. Just attempt to attack it with my lightsaber oh. and disadvantage. Grant is so defeated. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> God. <laughs> A 12 does not hit. Yeah, we all know Justine. <laughs> we get it at this point. 12s after 12s. Uh, that's that's it. That's my turn. I'll get okay, you guys can keep playing with The open. dragon boys are having a real hard time over here. <laughs> yeah. Grayson with Temple on deck. Yeah, um, I am very concerned about what I just saw happen with Valen. And... For a half second, I just kind of raise my rifle at his unconscious body, shake that thought out of my head, turn up to this thing that's 20 feet on the wall, and shoot this instead. Excellent. And I miss. Yeah. God, love and design. God damn it, Grayson. Damn it. Sweet. Jesus Christ. Yep. <laughs> um, but I am going to move uh, 30 feet back towards the rest of my friends. Oh, damn, you were all the way over there. Yeah, sure fucking was. <laughs> hey, bruh. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> hey. Okay. Anything else from you, Grayson? Uh, that is my Temple with six on deck. All right, he's feeling all sorts of spent right now. He's got exhaustion. He's out of key points. He's just going to approach uh, this uh, other bat that was close to six and uh, do a... Uh, uh, two unarmed strikes as action and bonus action. Thirteen. Does not hit. And... Twenty-two. That fucking F... That, yes. Yes. That one does. Whoa. Yeah, that, that one, one hits. That one hits it. Yeah, one hits it. Uh, yeah, yeah, he got a three on the uh, attack damage. With with you making contact with that hit, Grayson sees that and says, Ozeron, help him. And because you're within 30 feet of me, Ozeron starts charging with electricity again. There it is. And then your fist, 30 feet away, starts charging and arcing with electricity as he empowers Ooh. your strike with an extra 1d6. Ooh, suck on that eyelash bat. Nice. Ah. And that's a bonus three, so that's a six to hit. Or six uh, six damage total. Yeah, so you, you go to hit, you pull your arm back, you feel electricity power through your wires. 
boom, you hit and it kind of like gets you, you completely squish in one of its eyes um, and it's looking really bad. Gnarly. Six, you're up with a eyelash back, back coming in hot. Hot. Okay, so this motherfucker, so Temple did not kill this creature. Nope. Can I blast it? Can I use my gun? Yeah, you can. So anyways, so anyway, they started blasting. Alright, I'm sick of this shit. And I'm gonna use my space riffle. And I wanna get the one up on the wall. Okay. It's it's shaking slightly, because Grayson just tried to blast it, but it's not even looking at you. Does a 22 hit? Absolutely. <laughs> Super duper. Does a 22 hit? <laughs> so just a 10. Six is like, I'm sick of this. Whipped her rifle around. It perfectly hits two of its legs fly off, and it just starts dripping this dark, like, grayish blood, greenish grayish blood out of it. Cute. So is this guy dead? He's not dead? No. Ugh. I'm sad. Grant, I'm sad too. Wow, I didn't mean to depress the shit out of you guys. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's just fucking just literally just a roll. I want to kill things, Justine. Or it's an eyelash battle with a panto on the deck. Oh. Panto. Panto. The bat. The eyelash boy tries to strike at Temple. He tries to bite you, but he rolls a natural one. And he breaks his little teethies. The other buggo is going to try to bite Torash, actually. And it it's a 20, which hits. Roll me a constitution saving throw. Ephraim might have to warp Tarowin back so she can haul our corpses out of here. A 13 does, um, a does save, so we'll take half that damage. So six piercing. Oh, thank God. Six piercing plus five poison, so 11 damage total for you. Are you still up? If I didn't have Pants's three t- uh, three temp hit points, I would only have seven hit points left. Hit it, Pants. Pants's dagger actually has returning weapon infused with it, so it has returned back to him from being stuck into the eyelash bat. That's fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, I figured it'd be good because, you know, Pants is so forgetful and clumsy. Anyways, so he tries to do the um, the throwing the dagger again at the eyelash bat in front of them. Hit that bitch. Whack him. Fucking Jesus. Ten. Ten does not hit. I guess I can use Fidget again. <laughs> I don't know. Fidget yeah. hasn't really been doing any damage. I'll do... It's sure, sure doing a fucking better job than me. Okay, and then he'll send Fidget again with his force-empowered rend at the eyelash bat in front of them to try and freaking kill this thing. Get it. Bailiff, whack his pee-pee. Castrate him. Take his, take his, It keeps, it. like, almost <laughs> rolling twist high numbers, and then it rolls low numbers. Yeah, so. seven doesn't hit. Sorry, Pants. Um, so this eyelash bat up here on the wall is up, and it is hurting and it crawls up very to the very ceiling. There's these cracks and crevices and it slips away into one and it's gone. Mother fuck you. Yeah, you better run. <laughs> Said Valen's lifeless corpse. You better run, <laughs> piece of shit. <laughs> Valen's lifeless corpse is up uh, again. This whole time while he's been back on the ground, the the like infernal that goes on his chest has been pulsing and glowing. 
And then again, he sits up very not like he has normally a very relaxed stance. This like, hey, how you doing? This is stiff. His wings are stiff. They almost like are vibrating. And he literally looks back at Grayson. Eyes go up and down over him. And you hear in this female voice that comes out of his mouth. You know, I really don't see what tariffs are using you. But alas, I can't let Valen fall this early. So I guess all of you pathetic souls will be spared today. Whips the hand out and both these eyelash bats die instantly. Thank God. It's over. And then Valen, Valen's eyes turned back to purple, his normal color, and he collapsed. Mm. And there is a ringing, almost silence in this cave that seems to get under your skin of the intense clamor of guns shooting the light sword, like all this stuff that was constantly happening so quickly. And now it's just quiet and it almost is just as disturbing as the fight to you. So I'm going to get to Valen, make sure he's okay. I give Osron a little chin scritch and then I walk up to Valen and just kind of like kneel down and look at him and put my like fingers to his neck to see if he has a pulse. He does. Well, what do you all think? We leave him here or we take him with us? We take him with us. He's still part of the team. We'll get some answers out of him first. Maybe we should tie him up. <laughs> that was pretty freaky what he just did there. <laughs> I mean, I'm very thankful for it, but damn, that was scary. I don't think it was him, to be honest with you. Well, if anybody has any rope, feel free to. Really quick, Valen, because Lilith took possession of your body, you are now a level three exhaustion. I jumped up two levels. Mm-hmm. She took your body twice. I mean, she did. She could have just. She could have just stayed in the first time. I don't know why she left like, fucking off the first time. Any of you guys got rope? I got some rope. Yeah. Valen, Valen's got rope. <laughs> <laughs> we all got rope. <laughs> we got rope. Yeah, we'll just tie. We'll just kind of tie his. I'll just tie his hands together, his feet together, and kind of fireman's carry him over my shoulder. Well, what do you say we get the fuck out of here? Roll strength or me, because you're at a level two of exhaustion to carry someone. You end up just like suplexing him. Like, yeah. Just <laughs> him back over your shoulder. Oh, God. So I'm going to roll that with disadvantage. Then you fall on him with the people's elbow. Uh, it's the same roll either way. So my strength is 12. Yeah, you're able to pick him up, Torash. Way to go. Way to go, big guy. I'm fucking hurting. So, Valen, with this, you are now able to wake up. However, you can't move for an hour, which includes talking, but you are awake. You're also tied up. Well, I don't, I don't think I, I if, if I'm, I'm assuming paralyzed, I, I don't even know that I'm tied up because I can't move. That's fair. Mm-hmm. I, I look him in the eyes as his eyes flutter open and I say, we're getting back to the ship and then you're going to give us some answers. Then I sling my rifle back over my shoulder and say, all right, let's get going. I don't want to be here anymore. I'm right behind you. Do you explore any parts of this this area that you hadn't explored, or are you guys getting the fuck out of Dodge? Getting the fuck, getting out, the of fuck out of Dodge. We gotta check on Tara. When... <laughs> yeah, make sure, make sure that my, make sure that she actually fucking made it back to the ship. That my, what was that? My boo. Did you just use the word my? Roma. What? Hmm? Me? Mm-hmm. 
My beautiful biscuit of love. Biscuit. My little love biscuit. <laughs> My little love biscuit. Uh, six lights a cigarette, by the way. That took a lot out of her. Needed. She says, I fucking hate this mission. <laughs> so you all start to go through these gnomish ruins. Now that the danger seems somewhat behind you, you can kind of appreciate the beauty of what this place once was. Especially you, Temple. Mm-hmm. Um, the feel of, of just... Serv- it was a place of peace and serenity. As you get closer and closer to the opening, you do hear scuttling here and there of little legs but you don't see anything. Nope. And you successfully get to the pit that has a rope hanging down that you all climb up one by one. And as you're emerging from this tree-like hole, the mist of the swamp hitting your face after being for underground for so long, you hear, I can't remember where it was. I'm so worried. Oh, she came back for us. Carolyn? Oh, Torash? Torin, where are you? here and you look and she is probably about 15 feet to your right at the base of another tree trying to like put her arm in it <laughs> oh, Tara, wherever we're over here come come over here please she runs up and hugs you torash i hug her back and then looks at the blood that's on you as she steps back and goes i'm so sorry this this is all my fault and just starts instantly crying no no Terwin, this is my fault I shouldn't have sent you away on this mission. We should have surveyed the land more closely. I apologize for putting you in peril. Your fault, his fault, her fault. It's everybody's fault. Let's get back to the fucking ship. <laughs> okay. As as much as I hate his bluntness, he is he is correct. We're we're all hurting in our own ways. But long story short, Tarwin, I'm just sincerely glad that you were alive. Let's just get back to the ship. Yes, I felt a little off after being, I think, teleported. Where is that that man? And she kind of looks back down where you guys were. He was taken. We'll, we'll leave it at that. This one's going to answer some questions, and I point at Valen, slung over Torash's shoulder. She was so focused on Torash that she now notices Valen on his shoulder. And is like, <laughs> oh, dear. Okay, um, can I help carry anything? Does anyone need anything? Yes, um, you know, to make up for all this whole mess, Terowin, you could make some more of those really good muffins. Absolutely. Mm. And tea? There's actually already tea being made. Here, come on. And she starts walking through. Pants fist pumps. That just made my day, Terowin. I bet it did. Wow. <laughs> start walking back towards the ship. She's, she's hitting all the boxes for a proper wifey, eh, Torash? <laughs> she gets through the, sh- the schlumpy, mucky grossness, and you get into the ship, and the ship smells very off. There's a very rank odor inside the ship. What, what now? Taryn, what the fuck did you do in here? It smells like an absolute <laughs> asshole. Oh, yes. Yes. Is this um, something that uh, Temple would recognize? No. Um, I have I have very good news, but I wanted to make sure you were all okay. I I listened to what Grayson said, and I switched some things around and figured out I can get the invisibility potion brewed in about nine hours. Great. Wow. That's fantastic. I found a certain type of root I didn't think existed on this planet um, amongst the uh, the tunnels. Oh, and that's why you were out, out in there all by yourself. Yes. Terowind, also that's... Temple. Oh. I was just saying that's great news. Thank you so much. I was literally just going to ask you about our ability to 
get off the planet without getting destroyed in orbit. Well, I do have quite much faith in myself for getting past. I believe that the creation Taron is making can be injected into some of my gel packs, indeed making me even more stealthy than I already am. Also, welcome back. That's fantastic news. Where are your gel packs located, Jigalda? You just ask them where the gel packs are. <laughs> a panel lights up. Jigalda, would this be a permanent upgrade or would this just be temporary? I am not sure, Grayson. I will have to see how it interacts. I have scanned the concoction that Terwin is making, and all of these ingredients can be found on various planets quite easily. So we could indeed make this again. Tarsh will take Valen and just put him on the, uh, just on a cot, just somewhere that's kind of out and out invisible. And I'm going to leave him tied up for now, but I, I don't know about you. I'm, I'm going to, I'm, as he, as he like kind of like stumbles, he, as he's kind of talking, he's just going to stumble towards the, the cockpit. It's like, I'm, I'm really I'm just fucking tired. I'm I'm gonna go take a nap. I'm gonna go sleep. Go get some rest, big man. Goes into the uh, goes into the cockpit area and closes the door. Okay. So at this point, the rest of the team has the choice to either have a convo without Valen being able to interject and make decisions, or you can all choose a long rest right now and then have that conversation afterwards with him included. Because I gave you specifically nine hours, so you could all get a long rest before you take off from the planet. Six chooses to take a long rest, and she goes and brushes her hair. Um, Pants chooses to long rest, too. Pants, as you as you crawl in your box, Fidget kind of poofs up its little metal, metal feathers and starts circling outside, because he is vigilant and cannot be surprised. I think Temple is, has kind of detected a pattern with Grayson's perception of Valen. Um, Grayson, I know that Valen has not been forthright about his condition. I choose to see him as a friend in a predicament. He's done a lot to help us, and I think we should give him spaciousness. I'm happy to hear him out, but I am concerned about the rest of you and his continued withholding of what seems to be valuable, dangerous information on this mission. Yeah. I think I'm too tired. I think we're all too tired to make any kind of decision right now, but I think we should keep him tied up at the very least for tonight, and depending on the answers we get from him tomorrow before we leave, it'll determine what we do. At the very least, I don't think it's a wise decision to leave him here, but if we choose to go to Moss, which I think that's our best course of action, or regardless, wherever we choose to go, we need to take him with us at least to there. I'm glad you think so, and I think that giving him the opportunity to be honest will be better for everyone in the long run. I will sit in meditation across from him to make sure that he does not act up in his sleep, and we will reconvene in the morning. Thank you. I can't I can't fault anyone for entering any kind of deal with a devil because and I pull my sleeve down. That would be overly hypocritical with me, so I am happy to hear him out. Thanks for watching over his temple. And I just pat him on the shoulder and go to my bunk and curl up with my little Mazarov. 
Anytime, my friend. That was a really good moment. Uh, Temple and Grayson take a point of inspiration. Oh, yeah. Woo! The crew settles in their separate parts of the ship. One deep breath chasing another even deeper breath as they settle into their rest and make what they think is their final logs on this beautiful, dangerous, and strange planet. So I would imagine as Taurus is just so exhausted from the days and the events that perspired that he settles down to bed and he remembers to, you know, take his log out, but he's just so exhausted that he flips it open and turns it on. Uh, pile of schlog, 49.99, hello. I, it's, I'm just so tired. Um, Hey mom, it's me again. Just letting you know I'm still alive. Uh, make sure you tell Slagus that I win the bet. Ha! <laughs> anyway, we're finally getting off Terrant 19. So exciting. Uh, it's a little bittersweet. Made some friends, but adventure must continue. I'll tell you what's happened so far in a short, quick list, because I know you're busy. I almost died like four or five times. Got high off some cool mushrooms uh, we found in a cave. Learn more about my Warforged friend. I'll send you those details. Got flung through some portals a few times. And, um... Oh, and one of my uh, new friends may be possessed by a demon, but I don't really mind. He seems to have it under control. Uh, oh, and I met a dragon. I think we might be friends, but it was a complicated parting. Uh, well, I think that's it. I got some work to do on Fidget, um, so I love you, Mom, and I miss you. Temple sits against the airlock door following his friend's conversations in quiet. He picks up a foul smell and notices he still has some eyelash bat eaker on his robes. He grabs a canteen of water and a brush from a supply bin and steps outside. He finds a familiar boulder, lays his robe against its cool hard surface, and scrubs away at the crusty, dried blood until all that's left is a faint discoloration. He finds a nearby branch and hangs his robe to dry, staring at the stain for a while. He remembers the beautiful, terrible smile of the demon who gave him the stain of fatigue. He considers Grayson, now twice blemished. Valen appears to be a walking, talking stain, and it's not only the touch of demons, Torash bears his scars. Six was once seven, and pants... Well, we, we try our best to keep our pants unstained. Temple pulls out his recording device and holds it up. Every time I sit to record a log, we are dramatically changed. I only recently began nurturing my attachments to my friends, clinging to this life and its possessions, and already I feel its effects. It has been a brutal teacher. The phrase, let go or be dragged, makes sense to me now. I feel dragged. And I feel I have a lot more dragging to endure before we see this adventure through, before I can earn this mask. I don't know precisely where we'll go next, that never used to bother me. Now I feel anxiety and worry, 
trepidation for the next leg of our journey. However, I also feel the strength of these bonds, of this attachment, and I'm somehow relieved, even excited. Hmm. I've tarried long enough. I should check on my friends. End recording. Grayson's Log As we prepare to leave the planet, finally, after only days which have seemed like months to me, I can't help but feel anxious for what awaits us off-world. We are all bound to each other by secrecy now, and I think, I hope, we're all aligned on what needs to be done. I have a feeling that Gallowood will track us to the ends of the world, every world, really, to get what we know. So I think a merry chase is about to begin for us, and I hope we cannot run them for long enough. Kato out. Dear Diary, what is this feeling that I can't shake? Almost feels like, uh, disappointment. I missed every mark while fighting those fucking eyelash baths, and I never miss. Ever. So I'm wondering, have I grown weak on this mission? <laughs> now I doubt it. But nevertheless, we got all the Odin crystals that we need, and we're gonna be leaving this hellhole here soon, as Grayson likes to say, we're gonna be getting off this godforsaken rock. And even though we've got this newfound responsibility and mission to find all the pieces of the cannon, I'm looking to blow off some steam and have a little fun. So, until next time, I'll give you the update on who I have to talk to and potentially run into now that we're getting off this planet, so... XOXO, good night. Everyone, congratulations, you have leveled up. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. So you're now level four, I believe. <laughs> I was waiting for a, everybody leveled up except Valen. Level down. <laughs> Fuck you, Valen. Valen, an hour passes as the rest of the team sleeps and Temple sits next to you. You are able to start moving your shoulder blades. Your wings are extremely pinned and very uncomfortable. I want you to roll a strength saving check to see if you can get loose of your bonds. If you would like to try to get loose of your bonds. Um, no. Awesome. Okay, good choice. Cool. You all wake up to the smell of muffins. Yay. And our dear Tarawin has made everyone muffins and tea and pants. Jigalda has been working throughout this night. It's dawn. Um, and pants, there are cute little arrows that are pointing to the gel packs that just have now a flashing neon sign that says pants. <laughs> That's cute. Hey, look, this has my name on it. Good morning, pants. What's this, Jigalda? I decided to create an area-like light system, which will show you what I am referring to moving forward. I think it's an easier way for me to communicate with your short stature. Excellent. It's very efficient. I appreciate that about you, Jigalda. Thank you very much. Of course. I must ask, 
Are we planning on leaving the planet soon? Heck yes! More adventure! Terwin, will you please give Pants the injectable serum that I showed you how to prep last night? And Terran walks over with a needle, a very large needle, um, to give to you for you to inject into her core, which is the gel packs. Ooh, needles. So I literally just stick this right into your gel pack? That's what she said. Yes, Pants. <laughs> Don't worry. I have single eyes. Please do the gel pack on the far right. I have isolated this gel pack. So that way, if something goes wrong, only one gel pack will be damaged versus my entire system. If it goes correct, I will reattach it. What else can we stick in your gel packs? That is a personal question I will choose not to answer at this time. <laughs> oh, come on. Why not? I mean, we know one thing. What's another thing? Pants, Give me an example. Pants, please inject me. Easy there. Check me, baby. Easy there. Can I please ask, what color is the serum? Um, the serum oh. is like a peach. <laughs> it's a peach, and the gel packs are like a teal blue. Okay. Okay. So pants goes to inject the serum. You inject it. You all kind of have a tense moment of waiting as you're all waking up and seeing this. And then you see the serum turn back to its teal color and all the other serums kind of light up. I believe it has worked. Would someone please go outside and look at the ship? Ooh, yeah. And Pants runs outside with Fidget. You feel almost dysphoric, Pants, because you run out and look behind you and there's nothing there. Whoa, crazy. And he runs back to what he hopes is the door to the ship. Dunk! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you're smart enough that you, you roll so, that again. And then he just does that. If he does, if you do, he does that a couple times back and forth. Just like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> cool. So yeah, and pants. You as you run back in, you notice Fallon is just looking at you, uh, and he's still completely tied up on this cot. Uh, everyone else, I'm assuming, is just kind of waking up, moving about. I'm assuming Six is smoking, eating some muffins. If you approach Valen, please let me know. I approach Valen. You instantly hear. <laughs> And you see almost like a demon-like creature crawling over that almost looks like Valen, but also looks chinchilla-ish. Oh. And it's very protective sitting on top of him. Whoa, Valen. Hey, when'd you get all... Oh, wait a second. Wait, there's two... Oh, wait. No, that one looks real creepy. Hey, uh, that must be your little chinchilla dude. How you do... Why are you so mad at us? It's okay. He's very protective right now. Is Valen awake? He's awake, Valen's right? awake. He's watching all this happen. Can you talk? Yeah, I can talk. Uh, so, uh, Valen, um, so can you explain why you went all uh, demon-possessed back in the cave? I mean, thank you so much. I mean, it saved us all. I appreciate you for that. But um, why? Uh, do you want me to talk about this now, or do you want to wait for everybody else? I guess you can wait for any. Hey, Fidget, wake up everybody else and get them over here. Fidget goes around and, like, starts alarming above him and going, wee 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 Wake up. Wake oh, up. Jesus. Everybody, wake up. Oh, my God. We're awake. Turn it off. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Pants, I also have a much subtler alarm feature, if you would like that in the future. But Fidget loves to do that one. Then very well. At that point, um, Valen goes, makes a little noise, and then Sir Charles looks at him in his own little mini Valen version, and then transforms back into... The cute little chinchilla he was. And then kind of nuzzles up on his neck. 
Tarsh will step out of the the cockpit area and walk out. Yeah, Grayson kind of walks up and kind of like leans against the wall of the ship across from where Valen's kind of, I guess, laying down and just kind of leans, looking down at him, sipping on a cup of hot tea and just kind of waits for everybody else to, to gather around. He's got his tea for the tea. Yeah, you're standing next to Temple who's still seated against the wall. Y'all didn't specify um, where. How did you uh, buy? Where did you bind my hands? So like your hands are tied, your feet are tied, and then you're just like circled in rope with your wings pinned. Yeah. Six. Um, six goes over to Pants and says, "Pants, do you like being my friend?" Uh, yeah. You would consider us friends, right? Yes. Okay. Um. So from one friend to another, if you don't want your mechanical bird to get its wings ripped off, please don't ever make it do that again <laughs> that early in the morning. <laughs> oh, that's okay. I mean, his wings can eject off no problem. I just replace them. So whenever you feel like it's six, you can go ahead. Okay. Completely missed the point. <laughs> well, what I'm saying is... Oh, my God. That was horrible. And I don't want to wake up to that ever again. Oh, okay, gotcha. That's my usual yeah. alarm clock, but I'll I'll bring oh, it down okay. a couple decibels for you, Six. Apologies. Thanks. Thank you. You're welcome. Or like a nice soothing song. Can he do that? Uh, I could try and program something like that, sure. That's better. Yeah. Thanks, friend. You're welcome. I am so glad you've all become friends. I would like to start initiating takeoff. This shall take about 40 minutes. May I continue? Yes, Jigalda, thank you. Please let me know where I'm inputting the destination. Moss. Calculating. I cannot make it to Moss on only 10 Odin crystals. I can make it off the planet's surface. The closest thing which would be able to provide more Odin crystals would either be the Adial main station, which I do not recommend, or there's a maintenance port in orbit of Gozi.io, which we could make it to. Is the maintenance port staffed by any significant members of the council? Looking up, the maintenance port is run by Hunt. It is called Hunt's Crescent. Uh, can I roll any kind of history to see if I know who that is? Yeah, everyone can if they want, or if you think their character would be listening in on this. Grayson rolled a 19. Six rolled an 11. So Grayson would know this. Pants also, your ears kind of light up. Six, you wouldn't know this. That this is a small port that is known to, you know, fix ships that are traveling. It's a place you can refuel and supplies. Um, there's a market there. There's also a, there's a market. There's a small entertainment. There's like a diner slash pub bar tavern. So you guys would be able to do, to get more Odin crystals if you wanted to swing there than long shot to Moss. Pants, because you had a natural 20, you would actually know that some of the best parts that you'd helped create and tinker with from your home planet of would would actually were sent to this place, which is odd to you because these are really nice parts. And this is a tiny imagine like a gas station in the middle of nowhere, like in a desert. It's like, why would super nice be parts be sent there? OK, but only only pants does that. It's independent to answer Grayson's original question, it is independent of any planet, sector, or faction. Hey, that sounds really familiar. I think the I think 
um, that is a name that came across a lot of our invoices when we were tinkering and sending parts for shipment. But those were pretty intense parts, so I wouldn't, I, I bet you that that'd be a good place to stop for our ship. Hunt's Crescent itself is an independent kind of run little mini spaceport in orbit around that planet. It's not, there's no real ties to the council nor anybody else. So I think it's as safe as any place we can go right now, really. Seems, seems most logical. Jigalda, set course for Hunt's Crescent. Yes, Grayson. I also just took an account of all other incoming ships that would be on trajectory between us and them. There is one that is the spaceport traveling circus, just to have awareness. A circus? There's a circus that visits different planets, uh, but you can also just stop your ship there and go anytime. Think like Circus of the Lake kind of thing. Thank you, Jigalda. Yes, Grayson. T-minus 45 minutes until takeoff. Valen, you have 45 minutes to convince us to untie you. Oh, shit. Are you going to help me up, or am I just going to lay here on my back? I put my tea down, and I, I walk over, and I help you write yourself up so you're at least kind of in a... Not a supine position, but, you know, vertical. You maybe want to let us know why a sultry sweet lady's voice took over your body yesterday? Let's start with a very easy question. Who are you really? My name is Valen. I am Valen Klimt. It's on my dossier. It's My file is about 90% correct. So what's that, 10%? Well... <laughs> Do you want the long story or the short story? You got 45 minutes. Let's start with the short story, and if we decide to keep you on this ship, you can tell us the long story on our way to Hunt's Crest. Well, short story, short, the long, the, the long and short of it is, I didn't choose this. I was taken, in a sense, recruited, taken off my home planet, you know, not by choice, raised in this, this crazy fucking realm of bullshit like you know like you were tricked into your contract I was forced into mine to what end uh, to the end in which uh, I assume either she dies or I die and who is she the one in which I get my power from um well she goes by Lilith I knew it she is one of the uh one of the one, one, one of the many demons out there so Lilith demon, I assume, in the same way Terith is. Yeah, they are, um, amongst the same level of... This is my first time hearing about any other demons out there. I've only ever really been in contact with Lilith. What does she want you for? She wants power. Just like any other demon. They want to be on top. They want the best of the best. And, um, I go out and find these things. Find objects to increase her power? Yeah, and I try to stow away anything that I know that can benefit me so I can find a way out of this fucking contract. To follow up on Six's question, why did her voice come out of your body? Um, it's only happened once or twice before. Um, the only reason I know is just based on how shitty I feel right now. Because every time, any time it's happened before, it's uh, been a train wreck for my body, and it's uh, taken a few days of recovery. Um, but um, I've 
don't really know the source of it. Um, I can only assume it's coming from my, uh, my the source of my magic. And then, you know, which is my, well, I would show you my crystal, but it's um, kind of bound right now, so. Everyone except Valen roll insight. Grayson rolled a 10. Fuck. Pants rolled a 14. Temper rolled an 8. Six rolled a 15. Tarsh rolled a 6. Six in pants. You can tell he's telling the truth and no one else knows. To the best of your abilities, Valen, is Lilith's goals in any way against our current goals. In other words, is this something that we have to deal with right now? I've been keeping a lot from her, so she doesn't know about this cannon. If she knew about what was going to happen, she would be here right now. Getting, and she would she would try to find, be scouring for that, for this tracker. She would track down every single piece so she can build this cannon and uh, basically reign supreme and that's uh it's not what I want I just want out of this I'm, I'm tired of this does she know about Ajaron? Um, no she does not know about Ajaron. by saying that you don't tell her things that means you communicate with her how do you communicate with her um, and when that happens um, Sir Charles climbs up and he like squeaks and does this little thing and then he like kind of morphs a little bit into like into into like different creatures and different people and um i'm like well it's kind of through sir charles here oh so yeah um and to my knowledge he uh sir charles doesn't know when it happens it's um long the you know just he just he's just a, a vessel in that sense just as i am did lilith give sir charles to you um, in part, yes. It was a gift from the person who trained me in my arts. Good to know. You got a demon shapeshifter. Pretty cool. So you're just one part of, for lack of a better term, a cult trying to bring Lilith to power in the Adile system? No, I am one. the one part. The uh, other person, my, my master, is uh, no longer amongst this plane. Now, when you say that, do you mean that he's act- they're actually dead, or they're just in a different plane, and we might have to worry about them coming back? Uh, no, he's he's dead. Um, I made sure of that. Was this is this glowing green hand? Is this is this the source? Like, as in, do you get your power from Lilith this way, or is this just something that you had just obtained and is part of the contract? It's hard to explain. I really don't know. I I know that I've always had magic in me since I was a kid. This just kind of focuses it and enhances my abilities. Do you know of any way that you could break this contract? Or what? what's the end goal of this contract? Just getting Lilith to a certain point of, of power? Um, I'm assuming the, the contract's done when I'm dead. So uh, I'm trying to beat her to it. Trying to collect what I can, hence my helm, hence you know the the trident I bought. Just trying to get a leg up on her. Why don't we kill him and see what happens? No, we won't do that. From what I can tell, 
it does not seem like he wants to be in this contract, so I believe that he has better intentions than to serve the devil. Of course, we'll keep an eye on him, we'll keep him in the group, but as Grayson once said a few times, if he crosses, if he crosses behind us, we'll have no, we'll have no issues with, with sending him off. I, I fully am in agreement with you, Torash. Valen, where is Lilith? I don't know. I've never been in direct contact with her. So her end goal is to rule the Adile system? Uh, I would assume so. Not even, I don't even think it would just end on the, with the, with the system. I think it's just the entire, um, ethereal plane. Everything that, that exists, she wants, she wants power over. I know, to the extent I can, what you're going through. You've obviously been tied to this contract longer than I have to mine. But I understand that this is not something that you want. If we can help you break the contract, we will, but we need to find out where Lilith is. And to that, Valen, you're going to need to find out from her. We might be able to figure out how to bring her to us. I feel like that may be the better option. Or that. I personally don't want to journey to the Nine Hells, if I can avoid it at all in this life. I'm sure there's a way we can summon her. Um, you, got, you just gotta think of, I mean, when, when she appears to me, it's uh, she uses Sir Charles as a communication device, much like these Robo-Stones and other communication devices we have. Um, so it's not really her. What if we almost kill you? That seemed to do the trick last time. She has a point. Well, I mean, there's that, there's, there's the possession, which is fine, but she's still not in this plane. Or just not get rid of her at all, because she was pretty handy back there. <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> at the very least, Valen, if you can, in your next conversations with her, try to get a sense of her location. And if we need to, I would like to not tell her about the cannon, if at all possible. And I commend you for withholding that information. But there are other artifacts in the Adile system of immense power that but perhaps we can go claim and try to entice her to appear with the fact that you will present this artifact to her and then we can at least be in the same room as her physical form. Yeah, I'm sure there's a way we can summon her. Um, I've been reading up on some some rituals that can summon certain demons and I'm still trying to find hers. I mean, but you got to know the, the biggest thing is you got to know her name and she's not in any of the records. So sh I'm assuming that Liv might be might not be the real name. Well, well, I'm saying like a moth to a flame. We can just find an incredibly powerful artifact that you're collecting for her anyway. And if it's powerful enough, like you just said with the cannon, she will be here in an instant to claim it. There may be solutions to this along the way of mercy as well. There may be many more solutions beyond that. Um, I think for now, Valen, who you are is always right. I've seen the true Valen in your acts of service to us and to our friends, and I trust you. I second that. I trust you, Valen. I don't trust the connection you have to Lilith, and it sounds like you don't either. I think we'll continue to need to keep a little sharper eye on you, and it's not because of who you are. I want you to know that. Valen, I also trust you. Aw, Jacolta. Thank you. Thank you all. Don't thank me. 
<laughs> six didn't say shit. I look, I look over at six and I was like, I wasn't talking to you. Hmm. As as important as this conversation is to discovering the true intentions of Valen, I do believe we have to dot our eyes and cross our T's in the biggest problem that we have. Address the elephant in the room. Um, the whole thing with this cannon and, you know, the world possibly ending, I feel as if that we need to get Grayson, as you say, uh, get off to this godforsaken rock as quickly as possible. Literally four minutes left until takeoff. Thank you, Jigalda. Baby steps first. Let's get to Hunt's Crest. And I move forward, pull out a knife, and cut the bonds holding Valen. So um, as I kind of stretch up and shake my wings off and get the rope off, I'm just going to say, I'm not here to hurt anybody. I'm just here to find what I need to find to get me free. Like I said, my credentials are all correct on, on the, are all correct, and the reason that I am here is the reason I'm here, and it's my skill, and what I've done to get here. Tarsh will extend his, uh, will extend his hand to do like that fucking, that bro arm, uh, bro arm handshake thing. Dylan, yeah. you son, son of a bitch, you son of a bitch. I, I, shake uh, Tarsh's hand. I pull him up off the, uh, off the couch, off the cot. All right, la- all right, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone in between. I feel like you should all sit down and strap in. I'm going to get up and get us off this guy for Saken Rock, and Tarash will head to the cockpit. T minus thirty seconds till takeoff. Um, before we take off, um, Jigalda. Yes, Alan. Did we ever finish analysis on uh, the bracelet that Temple has? Yes, it is connected to the Adial main station. Uh, connected how? It is a, re- a recording system. Shit. Uh, just, uh, what I was worried about. Um, it hasn't sent any reports because we just don't have the means, correct? We have been in a dampening field beneath the Leviathan. However, due to Grayson and Pants' direction, I have been able to subset my personality files so that no one will be able to breach our conversations moving forward. Will they be able to track us anyway, other once we leave the atmosphere? I'll be able to get you a correct reading on that as soon as we leave the atmosphere. However, I'm going to give a 72% chance that that is accurate. Temple, how do you feel about ripping that bracelet off your arm? I could detach it. I prefer to travel light. Pants, if you could remove it, that would be lovely. When you say remove it, can I uh, just borrow your hand (laughs) along with the bracelet? I suppose detaching my hand would be an expedient way to remove the bracelet. You may try. Exactly, exactly, exactly. I have conducted a poem for this occasion. Pants can make most things. He made a small fidget with wings. Six likes to sleep in my rafters and prefers knives to blasters. Torash is the voice breaker. His light sword is a bone shaker. Grayson commands without blame. As long as his rifle is aimed. Valen is not who he seems, but he's trying to follow his dreams. Temple is my best friend. That is the end. (laughs) And you, as fast as fucking lightning, just burst out of the uh, lower atmosphere. And that is where we are going to end today's session. That they did.
And we are so grateful that you are here to end this chapter. Make sure you tune in two weeks from now to see where the bullies will go next in the Adile space system. As always, feel free to check us out on any social media platform where we are at the Dungeon Bullies, spelt B-O-I-Z, or drop into our Discord. And as always, thank you so much for tuning in. May all your space travels be safe.